Hi, I'm your host, Alan. And this is your host, Corbin. And this is your guide to Polytechnique, directed by Denis Villeneuve, released February 6th, 2009. So Polytechnique began as a passion project for uh, Corinne Vanessa, I think is how you say her name. Um, she really wanted to tell the story of the Polytechnique Montreal massacre for a number of years. Um, and this is an actual school shooting that happened in Montreal. Um, a gunman came in and massacred a number of women um, on campus. Um, and she, so she wanted to help produce the film. She found Denis because of his regarded maelstrom that happened a number of years ago, back in the year 2000, which we discussed last week. Now, B, what happened between uh, Maelstrom and Polytechnique, because as you know, uh, that one came out in 2000, and this is releasing in 2009, and there were no Denis films between those few years. Um, the reason for that is after, you know, Maelstrom, while it was highly regarded critically, um, it didn't do so hot uh, in terms of the box office returns. So Denis went on hiatus for a number of a number of years as a stay-at-home dad because, you know, he hasn't had much success as a director. And he felt like, you know, I'll get back in the game when I feel there's something that's, you know, good enough for me to actually maybe, you know, make a splash with. So when Polytechnique came out or when he was given the option to direct Polytechnique, it seems to be that he must have thought that this is the one, this is the one that I can finally get my head in the in the game or get, you know, something out there, you know, for my name to get out there. So when they shot it, it's notably shot in black and white. Um, the reason for this is it's a stylistic choice from Denis um, because he felt like shooting it in color um, wouldn't be very respectful. He wanted to avoid the presence of blood, so he chose to shoot it in black and white. Now, there are also two versions of this film. Um, there is an English version and a French version, and they are filmed simultaneously. Um, now, the version that we watched for this review would have been the English version, but I have seen the French version. But to my understanding, um, there isn't too big of a difference between the two of them outside of, of course, the, the main spoken language of the film. Um, and the reason why they did this is because they wanted to capture both the Canadian and the American markets. It's kind of, there is a lot of, also a lot of mystery surrounding this film, apparently. Um, people, uh, one article that I, that I found that was written in only French, um, said that they didn't know what the budget was for this <laughs> film, but from the Wikipedia page and the box office mojo and the numbers pages that I all, that I looked at, they all said $6 million for a budget. Um, so I, I don't know how true either the <laughs> listing for the budgets on those websites is or how true that actual article was. But apparently there's a lot of mystery kind of surrounding this film, which kind of looks to be something of, uh, I guess, a trend, or at least for these first few movies. There doesn't just look, doesn't look to be a whole lot of detail on them. Um, for like hardly anything. Yeah. No, so. especially these early films, there's really not much to them because they had the most limited of releases. Um, I was actually very surprised mm -hmm. to turn this one on and hear it was all in English, at least this version that I saw, which is kind of crazy. The This movie is a very slim 77 minutes. There's not a lot of right. um, dialogue in it anyway, so it would actually be pretty easy to just do another take, but in French instead of in English, um, because there is, there's not a lot to it. There's a couple monologues, 
and some very minimal um, talking between the characters in like real time. And so that that does honestly the most shocking thing to me of all of this is that, you know, you look at Maelstrom comes out September 2000 and then this comes out February 2009. Denis takes almost a nine year hiatus, about eight and a half years or so. That shocked me that he stepped away from, you know, making movies for that long. So I, I had no idea he was a stay-at-home dad, but that's pretty cool as well. Um, this is also his second movie that is not rated because August 32nd wasn't rated. Mm -hmm. This one's not rated. And uh, you could tell there's this movie doesn't need a big budget, so that doesn't surprise me. And also, as far as black and white goes, this is his only black and white movie. Um, which I found to be a unique choice as well. So there's a lot that Denis is coming back with after a very long hiatus that he's doing differently. But according to the scores, it seems to have paid off. Yeah. So the scores, um, the scores uh, we've mentioned last week and the previous weeks um, that, you know, the scores for these films you know, compared to, especially compared to Christopher Nolan, they're rather high, especially for a, you know, a brand new director on the scene. So IMDb at a 7.2, Metascore at a 63. Surprisingly, a Rotten Tomato score of an 88% critic score, 76% audience score, and a letterbox score of a 3.7. So all across the board, they're pretty high. I mean, the Metascore is a little bit low compared to everything else, but yeah, what do they, what do they know? Um, <laughs> Cinema score, I didn't, of course, there was no cinema score. No. Um, I wasn't really expecting there to be mm -hmm. one. Um, but like I mentioned, everything here looks to be rather high. Again, this is pretty good news. You know, everything else considered uh, who Denis ends up becoming. Now, I think it's actually his next film, which is like one of his big breakout oh, films. Yeah. And then, of course, just continuing on from there. Yeah. Yeah. His next one is his big breakout one. It's as of this recording, it's been a little over 12 years since this movie came out. So yeah, I guess that I guess we could kind of say Denis came back on the scene about 12 years ago, but he really started making movies about 22 years ago with his first one. And it looks like um, he's working with a new DP, Pierre Gill. Um, but I actually, um, Andre Turpin will come back for Incendies. Um, new composer, ben Benoit Charest. Um, the editor is the same as Maelstrom, actually. Um, Richard Comier is the same editor, and Roger Martin is new for production design. This is also Denis' first film that he has not written by himself. Uh, I have no idea how to say this name, this French name, Jacques Jacques Davids. Um, Denis did do some dialogue work, I believe it said in the credits, as far as the um, writing goes, and then Eric Eric Leica also contributed as well now we mentioned budget was six million which is for today's money about 7.3 canadian dollars um apparently worldwide it got 1.4 million dollars in the box office um it i mean i guess when i say worldwide um i guess that's only the domestic box office from the numbers that i got mm -hmm. um but apparently it did rather well and when it premiered in canada and canada in canada um so now, of course, by today's standards, maybe not, you know, a different story, but apparently did pretty well um, in, in Canada. 
That doesn't surprise me because this is about a Canadian event. I'm assuming Americans may have heard this in the news, but it would probably quickly left from, you know, the American conscience pretty, pretty quickly, but it probably stuck with Canadians for a while. So it makes far more sense a Canadian tragedy doing well in Canada. But you can clearly tell with this film, they are he is for the first time trying to appeal more so to the American markets, whereas the last two films were strictly French films that while they were at the Toronto International Film Festival, Toronto's in Canada, and they did fail to earn they would have I think they would have had more notice if they would have got those um, best foreign language film nominations, which they didn't get. Um, so I, I was surprised with this with this film because it felt a little more tangible for an American audience than his previous two films. Now, when it comes to the top ten grossing movies of the year, um, Avatar was released in two thousand nine. <laughs> <laughs> Just to kind of also take you back to when this film released, so that one I think uh, only recently was it uh, beat out by Avengers Endgame and just barely making it across that line. So of course, Avatar is number one, number one grossing film of the year, um, given you know what happened with it, the legacy that it has. Other films that released that year, Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, Ice Age, Dawn of Dinosaurs, Transformers, Revenge of the Fallen, 2012, Up, Twilight New Moon, Sherlock Holmes, Angels and Demons, and The Hangover, with Slumdog Millionaire walking away with Best Picture at the 81st Academy Awards. All right, well, Corbin, thank you for joining me. Sure thing. I'll see you on Monday, but also listeners definitely want to come back on Monday because we'll be reviewing Polytechnique in full with our full thoughts then. But also stay tuned because after that, we're going to be continuing our Denis Villeneuve retrospective with Incendies. So we'll see you then, listeners. The Silver Screen Guide podcast is edited and produced by Alan and Corbin. Intro and outro music is created by Thomas Rankin. The thoughts and opinions herein expressed are those of the individual and do not necessarily represent those held by Silver Screen Guide. Silver Screen Guide is not affiliated with any company or individual involved with the creation of this movie or TV show. No portion of the podcast may be used without express written permission from Silver Screen Guide.